1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard 10 points separate Celtic and Rangers at the top After seeing off Aberdeen and Livingston respectively Attention now turns to Europe With a trip to Copenhagen And the visit of Braga on the horizon And Hamilton Aki's will appeal The red card picked up by Jamie Hamilton In Saturday's game at Hearts I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Now it's all about the result you didn't see coming Celtic are 7 wins on the bounce 10 points clear since the end of the winter break The title is theirs to lose Rangers have dropped 8 points since the end of the winter break The title is out of their hands Unless there are results you didn't see coming If one of those results should push Rangers further behind Celtic It's game, set and match But there will now be a short intermission Where we enjoy Europe Bienvenue, vous commencez Benvenuti <laughs> What do you do say there, Gordon? I have no idea Mr yeah. Worldwide, Hugh Keevans yeah, Speaking to you in a number of languages Good weekend of football there uh, Obviously three points apiece for uh, the old firm Hearts, rock bottom As you rightly said, there'll be an appeal for young Hamilton uh, After his red card There'll be discussions about refereeing performances Over the course of the weekend But looking forward to the show, Gordon 0141 That's the number you need tonight At Clyde SSB If you would rather tweet Big decisions to be made early on On a oh. Monday from you two The pressure is on What can you come up with? We have three categories for you As always Give me your result of the weekend To kick things off I give you Arbroath 2 Queen of the South nil. The Dick Campbell show Goes on in the championship He's now in the playoff places Part time Out there beside the North Sea But they are sailing I uh, I was going to go for Arbroath as well I thought it was a brilliant result However I'm going for Cove Rangers I thought to win Late on Gives them a six point gap At the top And a bit of manoeuvre Over their closest rivals Edinburgh I may need to mix this up Because I always let him go first sure. And that Ooh, means he steals yes. your He thunder. steals your thunder So yeah, maybe but... next week I'll, I'll flip it round <laughs> Do you know the problem you have? He comes in at three o'clock in the day So <laughs> That's That's doing him a disservice yeah. He's in at midday uh, Goal of the weekend Hugh Keevans Greg Doherty Four Hibs Against Kilmarnock a beauty A thing of beauty Hibs are getting easier On the eye Jack Ross is doing a great job So well done Greg Doherty You're pleased with this one aren't you You've done a bit of research For it's your it's goal of the weekend It's important Yeah it's not just about watching A sports scene It's about looking at the lower divisions as well Hugo And uh, Daryl Duffy's 200th goal In his career Ball down the line Sent a half dozen deal with And he lobs the keeper From 25 yards I don't know why the keeper's diving Gordon Because it's Passed him before he's even reacted Brilliant goal Congratulations Darrow And you're 201st Because you got another goal as well In the game Sterling Albion fans everywhere Delighted at such a prestigious award And finally The one which uh, Causes a bit more debate Your howler Of the weekend It can be a goalkeeping mistake Maybe a sitter Maybe a refereeing error Which we tend to get Quite often What's your howler of the weekend? This will be the first And last time probably You'll ever be able to say this Odson Edward How they missed that one at Pataudry I can truthfully say I would have scored that Yeah because usually when people say that They don't really mean it mm. But I think you might have I yeah. really think you might have mm, Even with the hush debatable. puppies on I think it's debatable Hush puppies <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time Hush puppies Was said on Clyde One Super Scoreboard I would guess never Oh There's a first are. for everything Even with the hush puppies 
I would have Delicately lifted that Over Joe Lewis Anyway Alex Your howler I, of the I, weekend Again I'm going for the referees I'll give you a little breakdown And then I'll give my one up Ewan uh, Anderson's And the officials Performance at Ibrox yesterday Was poor Kevin Clancy Missing uh, The penalty Which should have been given The Hibs player Pulling uh, Del, Pat, uh, Del Fabro Fabro To the ground It was the boy Jackson Pulled him to the ground But uh, And that was Alan Muir Who missed that one And I'm going to go for Greg Aitken Inverness Player Gets sent off James Keaton For a Simulation Diving It was The worst Refereeing Performance I've seen The the contact Actually Moves his body Gordon And to give him A a second yellow And thankfully He can appeal it uh, Because he's obviously Saying diving Which he can appeal and uh, he will most certainly get that overturned 100% Yeah this was against the Rangers Colts wasn't it It in was the, yes the, the challenge The challenge cup so there we go Horrendous Big decisions to be made on a Monday night for these two Just a bit of fun to kick us off But what did you make of the weekend's action 01419511025 And on Twitter it's at Clyde SSB Storm Dennis could be your howler of the weekend Quite oh. literally Hugh Played a big part in what then became a dramatic Sunday Because the games were supposed to be split across the weekend Celtic were supposed to be on Sunday from the off Rangers supposed to be Saturday That one was cancelled at Ibrox And then they shifted it to the next day So it was quite a dramatic weekend Before we even got to any football Because we don't see that very often And when it eventually did get underway They both won And the gap stays at 10 points Yeah, listen, well done to all concerned Not just Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen uh, and Livy uh, But everyone else The hibs Kilmarnock game was enjoyable Uh Albeit that the weather was horrendous And uh, all over There were good games and plenty of goals uh, Now as you say It's all about that 10 point lead I think it's insurmountable uh, But it's what you don't know That is often the most important thing So as I say If there's a, a result that you don't see coming Then that might alter things However I don't see one coming Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you And get stuck into the weekend's big talking points Let's start with the most recent game in Glasgow, Stephen Gerrard says both teams did well to compete against conditions after that last minute change of date. He was disappointed in the officials saying they had a good goal disallowed and they should have had a penalty as well. Look, I think the, the preparation wasn't ideal. It never is when a game gets cancelled and, and moved uh, 24 hours later. It's not ideal for, for both teams, um, but I thought both teams obviously made a, a real good game of it. Um, re- really pleased with the outcome. Obviously, winning the game, you know, we're not. Everyone knows we're not firing on all cylinders at the moment, so it's important that you get the job done and, and get over the line. And we did that today, but we we could have done it more convincingly. Disappointed in the officials today, I must say. I must say, I think when they look at their performance back, I think they'll be disappointed. He got the second one just right, but normally that might go for you. But we accept that one. But uh, Morelos's one's onside, and um, there's a stonewall penalty. Now, I don't like talking about officials, especially after the defeat, because you can look like the violin's out or you're looking for excuses, but after a win, I think the timing's right. I, I think, I must say, I was disappointed in them today. Give us the football side of things first, you, you know, the, the bigger picture, the outcome, the importance of the three points for Rangers. Absolutely vital. Uh, one Celtic uh, through Christopher Iyer had scored their winning goal at Petaudry. Uh At Ibrooks, the, the chill factor went up, uh, and they had to get that result or else. Uh, I repeat I think the Kilmarnock was the devastating blow for Rangers However After Celtic had won at Petaudry They had to win against Livingston And I agree with 
Steven Gerrard I think it was a stonewall penalty For Rangers And I do think Alfredo Morelos Was onside uh, And His goal should have been allowed to stand Camberry Marginally offside uh, Alex again In terms of the importance of The result yeah. People have got varying opinions on this Some people will tell you that it's over No chance Wrap it up now Other people will tell you Don't be so ridiculous There's a long way to go yeah. Can we just assume then that I think what everyone will agree on The Rangers absolutely couldn't afforded to drop points yesterday And therefore the win Regardless of yeah. how it came about was crucial Yeah I said um, before the game at Ibrox That if they had lost yesterday And it was a 13 point gap uh, For me it was finished but, You know that's just my opinion I don't think Celtic are going to lose that amount of All being that Rangers would have had a game in hand I still think it would have been too much They can't afford to make any more slip ups I actually said that before the Commandlet game as well I, When you look at it I just feel as if, you know, when you look how close Both games were at the weekend You can never legislate for the conditions You know, mm-hmm. which makes it that more difficult For teams that normally dominate And then you also take factor in that You know, there's the odd poor refereeing decision So I think there might be a bit of manoeuvre Somewhere down the line uh, I said yesterday as well that Rangers have got St Johnston, Hearts Well, sorry, St Johnston, uh, Hamilton Ross County before they get to Celtic they have to win all them games And they actually have to win at Ibrox When they play Celtic To try and reduce that gap uh, They can't afford to drop any more Gordon John is a Rangers fan from Paisley First up tonight Hi John Good evening gentlemen What can I say about referees Right Incompetent It's I mean I'm getting bored with saying incompetent Right The word I can't say Because I'm not allowed to say it But it's bored on own stand When I let her see To the fact that If you look to the last three games That we've played Come on, Bobby Madden, John Beaton, and then and then you want to look back, and you can see they even themselves out. There is absolutely no protection at all for our players. I don't care. We're not playing well. That's not saying absolutely no protection. Have you seen some of the tackles yesterday? Tackles in, in Wednesday and at the, the Hibs game, absolutely horrendous. Which ones in and, particular, John? Uh, just so we can try and get specific. What? What ones in particular? Yes. Is that many? I can't count. Not mean. Oh, there must be I one that sticks out then. There must be one then. If there were so many, no. there must be one. I think yesterday, no. we, we, somebody at the game, Gordon, the one that they would uh, people would be complaining about Davis. was on Connor Golson. Davis. You know the one in Connor Golson. What about the one in Davis? Um. What about the one through and Davis come through the back? And because because Davis get back up and we get a corner kick, he didn't do on about it. Yeah, I think it was very much. It's happened week in and week out. It's happened week in and week out. Wednesday night was the exact same. How many times, do you know what I mean, the decisions, handball, Dicker dies, Morelis dies, one gets booked, one doesn't he? Did you feel the tackle on Conor Goldson deserved a red card, John? Is that one that falls into your, your category? I, I, see, red card, I'm not red card. It's a protection for people. It's not, it's happening week in and week out. Morelis, I mean, the rugby tackle with Lewis Stevenson, right? And then it, it off, then it, Lewis Stevenson had off Jordan Jones two minutes later. Yeah, but when you say when you say when you say protection, John refs can't do anything about it before the challenge happens. So you have to rely on them dishing out the suitable punishment. That's where the protection comes from. So that's the only reason I ask you, John Guthrie on Connor Goldson, was it a red or a yellow? What do you think? What should I'd it have been? Probably say a red. It should probably a red. But Alex not just that. People get through the back of people. Is it is it not illegal to tackle people from behind and coming through and then when the ball goes away just. You're not allowed to book them after it. I think, I think bad challenges uh, for all clubs, not just Rangers and not just Celtic, 
Bad challenges are part of it And bad refereeing is equally a part of it uh, So I don't think that Rangers have been singled out Victimised, any word you care to use uh, Rangers' problems are more about the, the drop in form Since the end of the winter break But as I said yeah, I, I, I'm the one about that, Hugh As I've said I never come on to moan about my team, Hugh I, I never asked you to moan about your team <laughs> I'm just pointing out that Rangers' problems run deeper than uh, referees who make bad decisions. Bad decisions, sadly, uh, are to be witnessed all over the place in our Premiership. John, do you know when uh, I was looking, uh, and I think Rangers have had a couple of really poor calls recently, I said last week against Kamarnock, I thought it was a handball because it was above his head. I look at it at the weekend, pretty similar. You know, the arm's extended, it's up by the shoulder arm, shoulder area. For me, that's a, a no-brainer. They, they are clear-cut to me. Uh, however, I am looking at four different scenarios over the course of the weekend. There were four different referees, which I said was my howler of the weekend. And when you look at it, I think you will find that most people at other clubs are moaning. And I think that's a bigger issue. And, and How we improve that, I have no idea because they seem to get the same game, uh, game after game after game, regardless of these key decisions. John, what about the football? How important a win was it? Oh, come on, you know it's important for us. Can I get back to you? <laughs> you? you can answer no, any question tonight, you? John. Wait a minute, what's up? No, but can I get back to you? Yeah. You see, dear Rangers, I never come on here to talk about Rangers' problems. I come on to talk about refereeing decisions. So could you please don't bring Rangers' problems into this? This is about the decisions. Hugh, for goodness sake, will you just please say what John wants you to say, Hugh? Good night. No, come on. He wants you to talk ref Don't bring anything else into it Refereeing decisions only Well John is making a case out For Rangers being victimised And as you have rightly pointed out He can't get protection for players When the referee doesn't know What's going to happen So uh, The referee can get A yellow card Or a red card Right or wrong But He can't Offer protection Before something has happened And I go back to it If you care to analyse Every premiership game From every weekend you'll find tackles that should have gone uh, with a greater punishment than was given out. But Rangers and the whole scenario surrounding the league is not about referees failing to give Rangers players protection. Craig is also a Rangers fan on the line on a similar theme, I would imagine. Hi, Craig. Hi, James. How are we doing? Good, thanks. Um, I, well, why? It's a similar theme. I mean, I heard Gerard's comments yesterday after the game and uh, they, they did baffle me a bit. Because, you know, when your team aren't playing well and the players are poor and there's an issue, absolutely, I'm all for, you know, you've got to, at times, criticise him. And he's done that. But when he said that, you know, he doesn't want to come out and criticise a referee performance after we've lost a game because, you know, it doesn't want to be seen as sour grapes, that, to me, is just... That, that is stupid. Because if the referees make a poor decision and it costs you points... You've got to make, you can't ignore it. After the the game on Wednesday against Kilmarnock, where John Beaton had a nightmare, I mean, Kilmarnock's goal, the first goal, I think it was the first goal, couldn't stand. Yeah, couldn't stand, that's a handball. Morelos gets pushed in the box, that is a penalty kick. John Beaton then chops off Morelos' goal later in the game for what he says is, uh, you know, the same thing when it's a clear dive by the Kilmarnock defender. Then on Sunday, we've then been had a goal chopped off that should have stood. Um, you know, I saw back the Kim, the Kimberry goal. The referee did get that one correct, so fair play. 
but the Morelos goal should have stood and there should be a stone wall penalty. And I'm not going to come on and say that, you know, Rangers poor form, it's all but the referee. It's not. You know, Rangers have been poor as well and have not stepped up to the plate since the season started back. But the, this whole season, there have been major decisions that could have shifted it another way. I mean, you go back to the League Cup final. If Celtic, the last two goals Celtic have scored against Rangers shouldn't have stood. But if that goal doesn't stand as it rightly shouldn't and Rangers can win the Cup, now I know... Just to, to interrupt Craig Because I, I don't actually think Anyone disagrees on All those decisions You've mentioned I think we've got almost Agreeing across the board for, From the pundits that, that they were mistakes What is it you want Stephen Gerrard to do differently Because you say You should have had A penalty yesterday And Morelos's goal Should have stood Stephen Gerrard said that He said he was disappointed In the officials He said the result Would have been more convincing If it wasn't for the officials So how did they not Criticise them? I think the command look thing Is the thing that's Wrangling with We've had another game aye. In between Yeah but the command no, but there's, two, was... there's two different uh, Responses Gordon That's his point And the caller's point There was a different response Saying the defenders Should have did better They should have dealt with better Rather than say It's, it's a handball And it's cost us Right, you I thought you got it wrong last week as Craig, well Craig started off by saying He heard Stephen Gerrard's comments yesterday And found them baffling I thought you meant In particular In isolation the, Yesterday's comments were baffling What was baffling about them? No the, the, What was baffling about them was Just as Alice was in there Was the fact that on Wednesday night He completely Just seemed to Because after the game When he came out And gave his comments on Wednesday I was expecting That he was going to mention These poor decisions and he just completely paved over them as if they were inconsequential to the game. But do you not need to pick your moments sometimes, Craig? And I, I, I don't, I couldn't second guess Stephen Gerrard. I don't know what his thinking is, but when you see your team dropping points, sometimes as a manager, you need to send a message to your players and think, right, what's the priorities here? If I come out and I list off refereeing decisions and make out that we were really hard done by, maybe that seems like it lets the players off the hook. But he wants to send a message to them and and say that they are the ones that need to improve. Is that not possible? No, I get that, um, and listen, I, and I do think as well, you know, with, with the decisions, I don't think it's about teams. I think there are the referees in this country will, will let certain players and individual players off with things that other players don't. I mean, the amount of times, I mean, I've seen a handful of games this season where Alan Power, who always goes in ferociously for Kumar, could quite easily have found himself in the end of the red card, include games against Celtic in that as well, by the way. But and yet. You see other challenges, you know, with Griffiths stamp on the Hamilton boy. Again, should have been a red card, and if it was Morelos, and I spoke to a few Celtic fans who said the same thing, the referee would have been straight in his pocket for the red card. So the referees have to, across the board, not just with teams, but with players as well, treat everyone the same. It can't be that if one player does it, it's not a red card or it's not a foul. But as a fellow, the other player does it again. Again, though, Craig, I think everybody agrees. All the incidents you list off, but but where is this getting? As you, I mean, you mentioned Alan Power. So, what does that mean? Are, are referees in favour of Alan Power? Have we now got a pro Marmot conspiracy? Hugh, I didn't think such a thing existed. Well, again, since when was Alan Power a guy that was held up as being? Again, as Craig has said, he's not uh, against the idea that Alan Power and Celtic. Uh, it should have been a red card The, the tackle on Jeremy Frimprong From which he still has not returned to first team play uh, But They are Treating everyone the same They're inefficient with everybody Craig, thank you very much It's 01419511025 Neil Lennon has been speaking after the win at Petodre We're going to hear from him next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray is here and Hugh Keevans is alongside him as we try our best to digest some of the big talking points from the weekend's football and the season's football. We've done as many refereeing incidents as, as we can so far, Hugh. I'm sure there will be many more oh, yeah. to add to the list as the show goes on. Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon. He says the win against Aberdeen at Pataudry was massive Delighted with the way they ground out the result Says a change of system was key to their victory Yeah, I'm thrilled It was a massive win In, you know, treacherously difficult conditions to play football So, you know, credit all credit goes to the players They dug out a marvellous result for us You know, it's, you can't always play, you know, slick, quick football And we had to grind it out today how important did you feel that sort of change of system early in the second half was? Yeah, I think it worked quite well for us. Like you know, and then we started creating good opportunities. You know, Johnny's had a great chance, and then we scored, and then Odson's had a great chance. So you know, definitely the change helped the players. There's no question that. It was obviously a really tough day for the players, but the quality in that winning goal was quite something, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Jamesy's opened the pitch right up, and then the, the pass is perfectly weighted, and you know, big Chris game. Time was under perfection and you know showed a lot of composure to finish it off. It's a great goal and an important goal. You know we didn't want to drop points obviously, but it was looking like it. And you know point, but Pedrodri sometimes can be a, a decent result. You know, in these conditions, you know the game could have went either way. But uh, you know we've come up with a really important piece of football. The Celtic supporters were looking at that fixture, and although Celtic's record in the last four years at Pedrodri has been second to none. They're looking at that one and thinking mm, that could be a place where a point, may, uh, two points might be dropped or even three. Um, so when Ayer came up with that belated goal, I think the Celtic supporters thought this is a big moment in the title, a big moment. And I'm quite sure that the Rangers supporters at Ibrooks, when it went in, must have felt ah, that was a chance gone. Because it's before the break now, Celtic have got Kilmarnock at Celtic Park, Livingston away, St Mirren at Celtic Park, and and then the Rangers game. Um, you know, so as I say, it's the result that you didn't see coming that is the important one now. But Kilmarnock, St Mirren, Livy, Celtic in their current form would think that they could take nine points from nine prior to Ibrox. A massive win, says Neil Lennon. What about Mark and Hamilton? Was it massive for you, Mark? Hi, Gordon. Hugh and Alex, how are we doing? Hi, I'm talking about the game yesterday. A great result, just what you were saying there. But, um, we're concerned about the two lads still playing in the centre-backs, uh, Ayer and uh, Julian. Mm. Very lightweight yet, the two of them. I think I would play the 4-2-3-1 on Thursday night just to see what the lads thought about that. One in particular, elaborate a bit more on, on what's wrong with them, Mark, because I don't think you're alone. I think loads of people look at individual moments within games and, and think that they could be better. But on the other hand, I think Celtic have conceded four goals in nine games since they came back. So it doesn't strike you as an overly leaky defence, does it? There'll be better position than that. Like yesterday's goal for Ayer, he dives in, he doesn't the air. He's mapping. I think it's a Taylor that scored the goal last Taylor. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. He's meant to be mapping him. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, they are, a, yeah, they, they are a bit of an, uh, an enigma. The pair of them, you know, Ayer after a f- fairly ordinary day scores the winning goal. Uh, Christopher Julian has scored very important goals, including one that won a cup final. Uh, but 
I said on Friday night, and it's always met with the same response. You know, I said that they have a mistake in them. On an individual basis, Ayer and Julian have a mistake in them. Uh, but you're right, Gordon, to come back and say, well, only four goals have been lost. But there are big days and nights to come, and uh, they do need to get a bit more solid. I, I do think that Celtic should have bought another central defender in the January window. Yeah, I think when you look at Beaton can play in the back, you've got Simunovic, who who's decent when you can get him fit. Uh, they're, they're relatively strong. Whether they wanted to carry another centre-half, effectively five, but there is a mistake in them. There's no two ways about that. However, I think when you look at what they bring to the table, middle to front, they have so much more than the rest. And when you look at the bench, that is it must be brilliant for... And, and he says it himself, the actual substitutions in the last few weeks have actually really helped Celtic. And... As that game was wearing on Gordon I was talking to a pal of mine today And he says You always get the feeling That Celtic are going to nick something Even though they're not playing well And they tend to do it time after time And that's the reason why they've won so many titles Because they'll always find a way to get the job done I think the interesting thing Hugh About you know this idea that tougher tests lie ahead And of course they do Is part of the, the, the question mark That hangs over guys like Christopher Julian Is he actually so far this season Seems to have showed up better and in the big games In the big tests It seems to be these ones that You know Livingston away And and, oh. and, and Hamilton away It seems to be Some of the smaller games actually Where, yeah, yeah. where he has his ropier moments You're absolutely right St Mirren away Toiling badly Yeah uh, you know But I'm thinking Lazio in games like that Yeah, he actually, yeah, yeah. That's the other side of the coin Yeah he scores the goal in the cup final Did well in the cup final uh, And You know When Celtic needed a goal At Kilmarnock after the, the break He came up with a good one there Etc etc it is simply, and I think Mark shares the feeling, it is simply that nagging doubt that at some point either he or Ayer will let themselves and therefore the team down. Why do you want to go four at the back on Thursday then, Mark? Because ultimately they two would still play, I would imagine. So. No, I can understand that, Gordon. I know that, but uh, I just feel, well, I've got the papers. There's two big lads that play up front for us, uh, Copenhagen, so that's the kind of concern for myself that... But they're very lightweight, as I say to you, they can get pushed about dead easy. You well, know, and I know they've got to play the two of them, but I just think a wee bit more secure for the playing the four at the back rather than the three. Celtic shape is fascinating, yeah. Alex, because lo- loads of people are putting their success this year down to the fact that they changed to 3 5 2. You then hear Neil Lennon speaking, and no. the reason they won the game yesterday is when they switched back. So is it actually more about the Picking one which is best I actually think it's a, it's a real big bonus for them Because they have that flexibility Gordon Whereas if it was just a 4-4-2 Then you obviously try and pick your holes And how you're going to actually combat that uh, I think they'll probably go back to 4 uh, Mark I'm looking at the personnel available to Celtic uh, Come, um, Would you put Ayer at uh, right back then Beat on um, Julian And who would be the left back Would it be Hayes or would it be Taylor well, Taylor's injured by the looks of it isn't he it Looks like he's done his hamstring yeah I think it behaves before ball and golly as well. I don't know if that lad's fat or not, but it's well, gamble no matter what it left back. See, 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 the more that this actually transpires, they may well go with a three. When I think about it, Gordon, because of you know the, the it's worked well for them. Johnny Hayes gives you more going forward than a defensive than Taylor's. If he's obviously pulled his hamstring, which it looked like he did yesterday when he. He made the gesture to say his time was up. So, uh, and then you've obviously got the right hand side. Jamesy Forrest has been doing a great job in that, in that right hand berth as well. So. I think he may well go with the three now when I look at the personnel available, Gordon. Yeah, Neil Lennon's also hailing the, the character, the resilience. He says the 
Thought they might need to settle for a point But positive changes helped It's a good sign You know, they've got a bit of character And they've got a bit of resilience And um, they're a team And there's good solidarity within them And they keep going And there's the fitness levels are good as well So, <clears throat> look, not getting ahead of ourselves With a lot of football yet to play But, uh, you know, in the context of the run that we're on It's a, it's a big win just wanted to keep the run going and I wanted to appreciate them making a long track early in horrible conditions you know appreciate everything that they bring us especially the Wales fans who were magnificent today even at 1-1 you know the team game wasn't going could have went either way our fans were making a lot of noise so it was just appreciation to them Did you think you'd make yourself for a point in every 10 months ago? Sometimes yeah you think well it's not the worst in the world you know point away from home at a tough place but you know we were always trying to think of getting a goal, you know, and the subs that were brought on, you know, your Rodgers, your Christie's, you know, they're the ones that can create something, you know, forward-thinking players, so that was in our thoughts as well. Alec was talking about speaking to a pal earlier on today who said to him that you always get the feeling that Celtic would still, no matter how ordinary they may be during a game, they'll always nick one. A year ago today, and I owe social media for this one, but a year ago today, at Kilmarnock, Last minute of the game, Scott Brown. The ball may have ricocheted its way into the net, but it gave Celtic a remarkable 2-1 win and more or less won the league for Celtic. Uh, so this is not a, a new thing. This is a, a recurring theme. And this is why you get to eight titles in a row, ten domestic trophies in a row. They simply don't know when they're done. Let's speak to Scott Who is a Celtic fan From Bermullock Thanks to Mark and Hamilton Before him But this is Scott Hi Scott Hi guys How you doing? Good thanks Good good um, two, uh, two quick points um, The first one was With Christopher Ireland And Christopher Julian um, I think it was The last caller there We was giving them A hard time For losing a goal yesterday um, If the caller Was like to look back on it And you'll find out That the two centre-halves You mentioned Were actually marching uh, The boy Curtis Main And now McGinn Further tucked in um, they weren't given the cover for the wide right player that was playing in a, a five-man midfield at the time. He so, sure it wasn't Ayer. He sure it wasn't Ayer to begin with, though, Scott. Because I mean, Nash Taylor and, and I, you know, you'd expect centre halves to match up with the other big guys. Yeah, but if you watch him, Ayer's got to push inside nearer to the ball where the ball's coming into. Do you bear in mind that the ball bypassed both the players in the middle and went to Taylor standing himself? Ayer went to mark a man, so. To be fair, it's hard to, it's hard to blame the two guys when they've left the team into map. There's only two of them. So you've only where the ball is, unfortunately, and the ball bypassed both of them. So they're a bit unfortunate in that. Uh, um, but these guys these guys have gave us a great defensive wall this season. Yeah, they've had their blitz. Name me a centre half in the world that doesn't make a mistake. John Stones, was he 50 million? We paid, what, 450 grand for Bagaya, 7 million for Big Julian. Yeah, but all, oh, your, all, all, all your fellow Celtic supporter was trying to do was say that he had reservations about the two of them, and he's entitled to say that. Uh, now, the the, the what aboutery that brings John Stones into this baffles me. He was a Celtic supporter. Scott's just trying to point out though that all defenders make mistakes. So is it not? Logical to assume that certainly defenders at our level will make mistakes. Well, of course, but we're discussing Ayer and Julian. John Stones has got nothing to do with this. I think it does, though, if you're trying to make the point that all defenders make mistakes. Well, for me. On you go. I, I mean, true. All I'm saying is, 
look up the top. If you pay sixty million for a defender, you'll make a mistake. Pay five million for a defender, you'll make a mistake. Pay twenty pence for a defender, you'll make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Every defender's got a mistake in them. Hey, that pair, that central back pair, have got us to the top of the league. He's put, they've put us thirteen points clear just now. Bear in mind, Rangers get a game in hand. What Ten. else can they do? Ten points clear. What else can they do? Ten points clear. Um, okay, ten points clear. The the point I'd make to you, the reason why I think Celtic should have signed a central defender in the January window, is to put Ayer and Julian under pressure for their place. They know that they are going to play week in week out, regardless. But competition is healthy, and if there's another central defender there that you know is putting your place under threat. It sharpens you up a bit I think we're kind of done With the debate Over the, the January window Given that it was A few weeks ago Let's try and keep it At the moment yeah. to, to this weekend Alex It's funny how Hugh mentions Odson Edward Being his howler of the weekend Because yeah. you don't You don't see sitters Like that very often from him What about the part he played In what turned out To be Back the winning heel. goal And it was a It was a fair old move From Celtic in the end Under Difficult conditions wasn't it Without doubt And I think uh, when you look at it You know James Forrest Gets a lot of stick On this programme uh, I'm one of the guys Who actually kind of His performance levels Over the last couple of years Have been remarkable So mm. when it dips a little bit He's still performing uh, Well for me uh, He is always a mainstay For Neil Lennon uh, The fact that he's carried the ball The weight of the pass And Big Ayers runs magnificent I said yesterday When I seen it uh, On the TV I thought Oof, What a What a what a, You talk about desire to to make a difference mm. Change the game You know You can talk about All the subs you want This guy's got a desire To bust for the, in his own half Got up and that outside And the, the quality of finish Was brilliant as well Because Lewis was out Making himself big And he just wraps it Into that near post I thought it was a brilliant goal Thank you for the call Scott This is a good time To get in touch with us Because we're going to get Some travel with Stephen And then we could be Speaking to you next So give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Monday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan. It's 01419511025 at Clyde SSB. Gary Winchester sent us a tweet. He says, Thank God for that last caller. I'm sick of hearing the panel belt the old cliche about how bad the Celtic defence is and how her players have mistakes in them. Every player has a mistake in them. Says Gary uh, Gary Winchester on Twitter At Clyde and SSB the, And therefore if every player has a mistake in them That must include Julian and Ayer I'm sure it was a Celtic fan that called up Yes you know, we were uh, Initially to yes that, yeah. <laughs> 01419511025 That's the number you need if you would rather tweet like Gary did uh, Then you can find us at Clyde SSB Mick Ward pointing out quite rightly as well He says Julian was man of the match yesterday Against Maine and then Cosgrove Aberdeen crossed the ball all day long um, says Mick on there um, The weather wreaked havoc <laughs> Even um, One of those weekends Where perhaps just getting the points is, is the priority I don't suppose it was the conditions Conducive to Free-flowing attacking football Anywhere And therefore uh, Celtic getting the, the three points at Pataudry Was even more of an achievement uh, And For everyone who got a win uh, It was Even more of an achievement because you had to beat Mother Nature as well as the uh, eleven guys opposing you. Yeah, let's speak to Brian, who's a Rangers fan from Cote Bridge. Hi, Brian. Hello, sir. Hi. What's on your mind? I, today, was, try- I, I was trying to phone the other night. Remember when Rangers lost to Kamarnock? Yes. And a lot of people were saying about Stephen Gerrard. And and basically, what I want to say is, I admire the pundits. I've not phoned for a long time. 
Last time I talked to Hugh, it was about getting some sort of standing in stadiums, and he went on about all seating stadiums or the way ahead. I was try- I tried to argue the toss of the coin. It didn't work. Maybe that will jog his memory how long ago that was, many years ago. But anyway, the problem is Stephen Gerrard. Nobody could have for- foreseen that Celtic were going to do the same as Liverpool and go in 24 games on. Not unbeaten, but basically 24 games. Five games in Europe, more or less, unbeaten. Neil Lennon could only have dreamt of that kind of thing. And at the end of the day, you've got to take your hat off to Celtic that they've managed to do that. But you've got to take your hat off to Stephen Gerrard as well. Because at the end of the day, for a long time, he managed to hang on in there. And at the end of the day, everybody... Everybody... Um, we are now a lot closer to Celtic than we've been at any time. And the Rangers fans just need to appreciate the fact that we're on the right road. It may not be as quick as we like, but we're on the right road. To be fair to your fellow Rangers fans, Brian, I think anyone who is concerned is just really pointing out the fact that what you said there's not really true because the gap, well, there wasn't one and now it's 10 points. So you're not closer than you have been any time. What I'm trying to say, closer to Celtic, sir. Closer to Celtic. We give Celtic a game now where we're getting beat 4 nothing, 5 nothing. There was no fun in it. They were beating us for fun. We're now managing to hold our own or even beat them. Oh that, yeah, that Alex, I, I don't Steven. think there's any doubt about the, the head-to-heads here, is there? I don't think there's any doubt about that uh, no, but Steven Gerrard, vastly experienced player that he was And football man that he is Will understand the basic law of the jungle You need to win something You can be closer to Celtic than you were But until you... Overtake Celtic And win one of their trophies Because they've won the last 10 Until that time comes along Steven Gerrard is under scrutiny Because he's there With a purpose in mind And he was hired With one purpose in mind And that was to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row You can come at it from whichever way you like That's why he was hired the comments that Stephen Gerrard made after the game, Alex This is Glasgow, so we tend to focus on What he said about referees That's just the way of the world What he did also say Was that they're not firing on all cylinders at the moment Regardless of, of that win yesterday So with that taken into account How important was it just, just to get that job done? Yeah, without doubt, Gordon I think you have to respond after Celtic Went up to Pataudry and uh, nicked three points And uh, get back down the road uh, hard fought And uh, I think he's, he's right You know They are not firing all cylinders Listen we say this Week after week I think Stephen Gerrard In the main Calls it as he is He doesn't try and sugarcoat yeah. it Having covered the game yesterday They created numerous chances And for me They have to be a lot more clinical and But we don't want to go over all ground again They do a goal uh, That should have stood and, uh, and for me It was a stonewall penalty Which would have made it That little bit easier Because once it's that close There's an anxiety About the place Gordon Because you feel as if Could you sense that yesterday When w- you were there? Without a doubt Without a doubt And uh, you could see it When I think Dolly Menga come on They went with two up top Livy Started going a little bit more direct And I think the Rangers Stephen Gerrard will be disappointed They have to be more dominant When these big guys come on These these robust guys And uh, with, with I think we are talking about Two or three inches The other way uh, and Lyndon Dykes equalises And it's a totally different programme tonight That's for sure Yeah, yeah the one that had the post yeah. Rangers um, meet Braga on Thursday And it's going to be oh, I can't wait. A vastly entertaining game And Alex Wright can't wait it'll, it'll be terrific entertainment I am sure And what Stephen Gerrard has done with Rangers In a European context Has been first class However This is Planet Scotland This is the West of Scotland He was hired 
With one purpose in mind And that's to stop Celtic And until such times as That is done He's under scrutiny How are you feeling now About the rest of the season Brian Where are you Well I know there's Varying degrees of, of confidence or, or lack of Amongst Rangers fans At the moment How are you feeling I feel that basically Like uh, when uh, Martin O'Neill beat Rangers They went seven points clear And it basically ended There was no hope Hope comes from somewhere And I hope Stephen Gerrard Finds that Because at the end of the day Football was just One of those things Right now Celtic are at Liverpool Nobody's sacking Man City manager Pep Guardiola at the end of the day, the way it goes is simple. Celtic are on tremendous run now, and the truth of the matter is, hats off to them for all good things coming to an end. And that's why I say it's the result that you didn't see coming that's important. Absolutely. If if Kilmarnock went to Celtic Park on Saturday, Sunday, and got a point or even three, you certainly didn't see that coming. Or if Celtic go to Livingston, where they have already lost this season. Uh, you wouldn't see a second defeat to Livy coming, but it's what you don't know that is often the most important thing. However, if the result that you didn't see coming affects Rangers, then it's game, set and match. We saw more of Florian Camberry than we have. We too, yeah. Alex, how did he look? Would you maybe expect to see a bit more of him? Yeah, without doubt. I thought he made a big impact, Gordon. He was really sharp. He was really bright. He was looking to get a, a kind of understanding with Morelos, try to play around the corner, little step-overs, you know, the ball through from Morelos. If he had released it half a second earlier, it would have been a perfectly timed run and his finish was absolutely sublime. So, you know, I think there was enough positives to give Steven Gerrard a lot of food for thought. Now, there's been players come on in recent weeks and you're thinking, ooh, same as, you're going to go with the same stuff because they haven't really impacted. And I think the fact that he got just over 30 minutes... May well have been an added bonus because you're looking at Greg Stewart coming on in the 80 odd minute and a rebo. Well, we know what he can do, but you're looking for guys to make an impact in such a short period of time. Whereas Camberry most mm. certainly, uh, you know, made a sell known to the manager. And I think you might actually see him play uh, come uh, Thursday night. Possibly. Uh, yeah, clearly, one of the positives. On the flip side of that, then, is it safe to say some Rangers fans would still be looking for a bit more from the likes of Ryan Kent, who came off early to, to make way for him? Yeah. And maybe even by his own high standards. Alfredo Morelos not scoring quite as many at the moment as he usually does Yeah, uh, I think, well let's start with Ryan Kent uh, I think the boy's off form You know, his body language is not great He had a great opportunity to score when he he went on a 1v1 Skips past the defender, gone goal gaping Doesn't even make the keeper work, doesn't hit the target Morelos a different proposition for me He is still getting in positions, you know He scored on Wednesday You know, obviously ruled out for, for the push Scored yesterday So Ruled out again. Still yeah, very fair, thin fair. Thin margins for me okay. uh, And he is a number one Brian and Coatbridge Thank you very much For the call It's time for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time And it's an extra special Beat the pundit this oh, week Because all this week Just for coming on You don't even need to get A single question right just for coming on, we're giving you a pair of tickets to an evening with Larson, Sutton and Hartson at the SSE Hydro on the 4th of May. It's the first time the three Celtic legends have been on stage together. So it's either the perfect night out for you if you're a Celtic fan or the ideal gift if you're not for the Celtic fan in your life. So 01419511025, that's the number you need to play Beat the Pundit. The tickets are yours if you get on to play and you need to call us before 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. 
Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here Looking back on all the weekend's big talking points Another busy weekend Across the leagues in Scottish football We've got European action coming back We're hopefully going to have a Scottish Cup replay tomorrow If the weather doesn't have other ideas So we'll take a look at Motherwell against St Mirren After we do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time and all this week A special prize for you on Beat the Pundit Just for getting through You don't even need to get a question right As long as you get on We're giving you a pair of tickets to an evening With Larson, Sutton and Hartson At the Hydro on the 4th of May It's the first time the three of them have been on stage together So if you're a Celtic fan You will be falling over yourself to get there And if you're not I'm sure you'll know one Who would absolutely love to go along So let's meet tonight's contestant He's Graham from Bishop Briggs How are you Graham? I'm not so bad Gordon Good stuff Even. And the tickets are yours already Graham. So I don't know if, Are you going to go along Are you going to give them to someone else You're a winner anyway um, I'll probably give them to somebody else <laughs> Thanks <laughs> very much but... That's fine We know the way team rivalries work In this oh, part yeah. of the world too Beat the pundit is a random competition So that's that's the way it works But someone will go And someone will be a very lucky winner So let's see who you're up against tonight Graham. Heads it's Hugh Tails it is Alex And it is Tails Alex against Graham. From Bishop Briggs So going to give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way he can't hear us anymore Graham, you have 30 seconds Head to head you can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Okay Right let's do it Who were the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup? Pass What country are Braga from? Portugal Who's the top league scorer outside the old firm in Scotland? Sam Cosgrove Who won the Scottish Cup more recently? Motherwell or St Mirren? Motherwell Where did Celtic sign Jozo Simunovic from? Pass Who was the last player to score a hat-trick in the Scottish Premiership? Hudson Edwards Rangers centre-back Philippe Hollander plays for which country? Sweden Okay Alex Ray, can you hear me? Yes Great, same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who were the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup? Uh, Hearts What country are Braga from? Portugal Who is the top league scorer Outside of the old firm In the Premiership uh, Christy Who won the oh. Scottish Cup More recently Motherwell or St Mirren uh, St Mirren Where did Celtic sign Jozo Simunovic from Pass Who was the last player To score a hat-trick In the Scottish Premiership uh, Edward Rangers centre-back Philippe Hollander Plays for which country Hollander Swedish Okay <laughs> Graham you've already Won the tickets <laughs> How are the chances of adding a signed ball to that? What do you think? I think it's close. Maybe a draw. It is close. I don't think it's a draw. I think it's close. Who were the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup? You, Motherwell, Ross County. Oh, in wow. twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Oh, when you think about it, the famous yeah. semi final, isn't it? Uh, well, one of them. Which country are Braga from? It's Portugal. You both got it. Uh, the top scorer outside of the old yes. firm. Well, don't let me forget, uh, so it's not it's not Ryan Christie. I'll be Cosgrove. It is Cosgrove. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. Ta-da. Graham got it. Well done to Graham. He goes into a two-one lead. He then goes into a three-one lead. Fifty-fifty chance. Who's won the cup? Scottish Cup more recently, Motherwell or St Mirren? Only four years in it. Motherwell in ninety-one, St Mirren eighty-seven. Where did Celtic sign Yozo Simunovic from? It was Dinamo Zagreb. Back in 2015 So it's still 3-1 to Graham at this stage Who was the last player to score a hat-trick In the Premiership You both went for Edward If you had got this right I would have been 
amazed. Lyndon Dykes. Oh. oh. 21st of December. Uh, Philippe Hollander plays for Sweden. He's got 11 caps. You both knew it. And I'm afraid, Alex, you yeah. definitely ran out of questions. A four for Graham, a two for you, and the sign ball is on its way yes, to Bishop Briggs. Yes, well, well done, Graham. Graham. Well played, mate. Thanks Alex. Cheers. Ah, well done, mate. Good man. We're giving away balls like there's no tomorrow at the moment. Alex Ray, the kicked. latest. Producer Andy holds his head in his hands. <laughs> the budget is taking a doing on the sign balls. And not only that, Graham wins the tickets to the evening with Larson, Sutton and Hartson at the SSE Hydro. On the 4th of May We're going to give tickets away All this week On Beat the Pundit So make sure you stay tuned And if you'd rather not Take your chances The tickets are still available Head to the SSE Hydro website And you could buy them And go along Not a bad trio Hugh I'm sure you'll agree Well I can only imagine That the Celtic fans Will flock To that particular night Henrik Larson I can think of no player Held in higher esteem uh, By the Celtic supporters So uh, It's a big night 01419511025 That is the number you need Let's speak to David Who's an Aberdeen fan from Broomhouse Hi David Hello there, good evening gentlemen How yeah, are you? Fine. I'm good thanks I, I used to be David from Shefferston But I moved a couple of miles further east along to That's fine, that's, that's not far You're on the show a couple of times before As David's from Shefferston <laughs> <laughs> The artist formerly known as <laughs> yes. What's your point tonight David? Well thanks I've, I've heard a couple of unhappy Rangers fans Going up yesterday and, and today And, and Criticising the referees and and there was a fan yesterday, you know, criticising Aberdeen for trying too hard against Rangers and not against Celtic. Obviously, having seen Celtic winning at Petardia yesterday, but I mean, we've we've not only struggled against Celtic over the last four years at Petardia. I think St Johnston have been to Petardia about ten times in the last four years, and and they've come away with wins or draws, maybe eight out of those visits. So you know, we we struggle a lot against a lot of teams, including Rangers. But I think. The Rangers fans have to look at Steven Gerrard and, 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 and maybe think back to the beginning of last season uh, when they made that famous comment, you know, we were a class above Aberdeen today at the one-each draw. And, and, and since then, Gerrard has, has really struggled badly against us. Um, the head, his head-to-head record against Aberdeen since he's been in that post is, is actually really quite bad. Um, there's been 10 games, six of those played in Glasgow. Gerrard has beaten Aberdeen three times. There's been four draws and McInnes has beaten Gerrard three times. Um, so I think that is the root of the problem. And, and I think his words um, about being a class a bit against Aberdeen, I think that's provided ongoing motivation uh, for, for Aberdeen, you know, on top of the, the rivalry that's already there. I, I don't know what the panel think of that. If I remember correctly, and uh, David, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that was after Stephen Gerrard's very first game in charge of Rangers. The league game, yeah. Uh, and I think he made comments that day uh, that were ill-advised uh, when he spoke about a history of uh, problems against Aberdeen where referees were concerned and so on and so forth. Uh, they were ill-advised. I don't know whether he was speaking his own mind or whether people had put ideas into his mind. What yeah. I will say about Stephen Gerrard since then, I think he's analytical in his post-match Press conferences I think he's candid And I think he's extremely honest He doesn't sugarcoat When his team's bad They get it in the neck And then some mm. However I do take your point That Ironically Since Derek McInnes Turned down The Rangers job yeah. he, he has been a far bigger problem To Rangers Than anyone could have imagined He's knocked him out of Cup competitions He's deprived them of points. Valuable league points 
yeah. he he has been a, a one man denial show uh, where Rangers have been concerned. It's ironic, but I I, I don't think that what Stephen Gerrard says is as important as how Stephen Gerrard's team plays. For me, it's about what happens on the park. And they haven't been good enough against Aberdeen. And they haven't won a trophy in his two seasons. And that's why I I like him a lot. I commend him for his honesty and candour and his perfect analysis of games. But he's under scrutiny until he wins a trophy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I looked at our results against Rangers last season and privately in the summer I said to a, a fellow Aberdeen fan, I, I think we'll struggle to take any points off Rangers this season because I looked at them adding, you know, spending many million pounds more in defenders, Ryan Kent as well, and think, OK, they're, they're taking it up another level here, but we've drawn with them the last, the last two games and, and they're still struggling against us. And I, and I think those words, that he said at the beginning of last season after that one each draw his first game, they're definitely still haunting him because, you know, it was it was naive and it was inexperienced. I agree that he is quite refreshingly honest uh, at times and he's maybe learning. He is an inexperienced manager, you know, um, or, you know despite everything he achieved as a player. Um, but I think when you look at the resources he's got, um, he, he, you know, he must have spent about £15 million in players. And my my team, Aberdeen, I mean, we're, we're cobbled together from free transfers and 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 uh, pre-contract type signings, you know, our marquee signing in the summer was Craig Bryson, and he's had zero impact. Uh, yet we're, we're we're managing, although we're a long way behind Rangers points-wise in the league, and they've done better than us in Europe. We're we're, we're competing with them in ninety minutes, and I, I, and that that suggests a big problem at Rangers to me. David, you're absolutely right in terms of being able to compete with them head to head. In terms of um, you know, that level of quality, I think it's fair to say that they're ahead. By a considerable margin It's over 20 odd points With a game in hand So in terms of that General overall But I take your point on board In terms of the head to heads It's been a bugbear But Even if Stephen Gerrard Wasn't there Aberdeen have always Caused problems With Rangers There has been that history For a long time You recognised that earlier on When you said that There has always been that gripe And there's a lovely rivalry Between the two clubs And, and if Stephen Gerrard Reflected back now He probably would have Regretted actually saying that At that time Because for me, he was only in the door for a couple of couple of months. Yeah. But in terms of competing against Aberdeen, it was his first game. He started uh, talking about things that he couldn't possibly know about. Let, let, let's keep it to the here and now, if we can, David. Just whilst we've got you on, I wonder what you thought of yesterday's game. So hang on the line, we can hear from Derek McInnes. He believes they were the better side against Celtic and deserved something from the game. He was happy with the mentality they showed to try and go on and get all three points. Plenty of positives to take for the performance. Um, really pleased with how the approach was there. I think I've spoke often enough. It's um, when you play a team like Celtic in such good form with so many good players, for me it's, it has to start in the head before you go into the pitch and the mindset to, to go and try and make the game go our way. You'll probably say that the, the conditions were difficult and it's a leveller, but the game's still got to get played for both sets of players and for me, we, we get after Celtic. I thought we were a better team uh, with Celtic in a back five. When Celtic changed to back four, I thought we were a better team then and we spoke at half-time about the mentality of the Celtic player next door. At, at no point did they ever accept um, not winning and every one of them next door would be thinking that they're going and they, they have to go and win the game because that's the demand on them and we spoke and asked them our players that we have to have the exact same mindset do not settle for a point and at no point in the game did I think other after when they scored when we would have took a point but up until they scored the second goal at no point did my team look as if they were going to settle for a point it was you know I felt the performance was merit, merited something for the game but unfortunately we don't get any points for the performance Were you the better team yesterday David? 
Well, yeah, I, I think it didn't look like it was going to be a Celtic day, day at all, you know, with the wind and everything like that. And at, at one each, um, we actually had a great chance. Though there, there was a there was a there was a headed flick on in the box, and Curtis Main was waiting uh, to nod it in, basically a free header. But I think McKenna was kind of got in his way, and uh, the, the chance was lost. So we could have actually gone two one up. Um, and really, we are. When you think back to the four 0 game early in the season, um, you know it was a big improvement on on, on that. Um, so I was pleased with how we, we competed, but it, it was really down to having a more um, having players like Ojo uh, coming back and a more settled defence. We, we really we did suffer badly from injuries. We've got a small squad, um, but with a more settled team, we we showed we could compete as, as we did the last time at Celtic Park, uh, where. You know, Cosgrove scored that equaliser again. I thought we were going to get something out of, of that game. So we're maybe starting to um, compete a bit better uh, against Celtic uh, generally and starting to look like a better team. But we have to, you know, start winning our home games against the likes of Livingston, St Johnson, Motherwell. That, that's where we've fallen down recently. Third top is the best that Aberdeen or anyone else can do. No one's going to finish above Celtic or Rangers. But you come on and you spoke about. Derek McInnes and uh, Aberdeen's performances against Rangers all of which is perfectly true but Derek is like Steven Gerrard in the sense that third top, yep, he's got to do that because Aberdeen like to think of themselves as the third force in Scottish football Derek's had one trophy in seven years at Aberdeen I think Derek needs another trophy win at the same time, David Thank you very much That was David in Broomhouse Formerly Shettleston He's now David in Broomhouse So you can adjust your address book Thank you again to David on the line uh, We should hopefully Have a Scottish Cup replay tomorrow But Stephen Robinson says Motherwell against St Mirren Will be touch and go The weather has been brutal As I'm sure you know He also says he's trying to find The right balance in attack After losing both James Scott And Devante Cole It'll be touch and go again I think the forecast Um it isn't great, but it is meant to calm down towards the game. So I'm, I'm sure we've got a superb groundsman and ground staff, and they'll do everything in their power to get it on. And we're desperate to get it off. You know, we're desperate to play the game and, and make sure we progress. Well, it would cause a lot of problems in terms of I don't know where they fit the fixture in. Let's hope we just get it done and dusted, um, and we're in the next round and we're we're happy with it. But Saturday's a wee bit different. It was right in the middle of that storm, and you know the pitch was taking so much water. I, I believe it was the right decision on Saturday. Chris Long won't be available. Obviously, what people haven't actually mentioned is nobody's mentioned Devontae Cole nobody's mentioned Devontae and James Scott so you know it's something we're aware of that a lot of physical presence has been taken out of a, a very successful front three so we're, we're still trying to find the right combinations and the, the right way to go about that there at the moment for people to step up and make that impact so we feel that we're getting there again um, and as I said on Friday there isn't too much wrong but we'll tweak certain things to make sure that works Well such as the touch and go nature of that replay tomorrow remember the sides were meant to meet in the league at the weekend so this game was always Scheduled anyway This is not rescheduled From the weekend Jim Goodwin says He'd love to see Scotland Take inspiration From the League of Ireland And switch to summer football He says it makes perfect sense Instead of having games Postponed at this time of year Yeah I mean look I am a big fan of summer football You know there is no Doubt about it I, I understand that the the festive period uh, and the New Year period is a big one in, in Britain because financially it's great for the clubs. You've got people who maybe live abroad coming home for that time of year and everybody's going out to watch the football on Boxing Day or on New Year's Day. It is a great time of year to be playing, but at the same time, the reason we end up with the backlog of fixtures is because of the postponements due to pitches and adverse weather conditions. So 
the, the likelihood is in the summer months you're not going to get as many postponements due to bad weather. So I would love to follow the, the League of Ireland, to be honest with you. And, and, you know, they started last... In fact, they started Friday, the first games, um, and they'll play right through till October. And then they'll be off November, December, January. It, it makes more sense to me because of our climate here. It's quite simple. You know, the weather here is bad in these months that we're finding ourselves playing it. So common sense would say to me, we should have a summer league, but... Uh, can't see that being decided anytime soon. Certainly not going to be me that makes that call. This is a show. This is a series of shows on its own for for that oh, discussion, yeah. Hugh. So I don't expect you to nail the the subject in in the next forty seconds or whatever we've got left before the break. Um, but hopefully that goes ahead. Two games between the same opposition in the space of a couple of days in different competitions. If they were both to be off, it would be hugely frustrating. Yeah, um, it's interesting though that Jim brings up the summer football argument. Uh, Go and see your chairman Whether it's VAR Summer football Anything else If you want to start a discussion Go and see your chairman And go and tell your chairman To go and see the SPFL Or the SFA But If you want A league that closes down November, December, January Celtic and Rangers will say We'll be in Europe at that time Off you go Well interestingly enough He might find a supporter In Alan Burroughs When he goes to Fir Park Because he's been on before He likes it But you think the message is Don't hold your breath I don't think there's much Support for it out there The irony would be Alex And and this would be Only we could manage this The big As as Jim Goodwin says there The League of Ireland Did start on Friday How (laughs) many was off? So if it had been here Game one of the season Would have been off So There's no perfect solution We hope it goes ahead tomorrow It should Absolutely. be a good cup tie if it does Yeah it's a great opportunity Gordon To, to progress into the next round uh, And uh, both will feel as if they've got that, that opportunity you know, I've looked at St Mirren's recent form Motherwell's lost a few as well So very much up in the air Well keep an eye on our social media feeds At Clyde SSB We'll give you the, the, the breaking news if you like If there is a decision made on that game tomorrow And if not well, we'll be building up to it On tomorrow night's show now We're going to speak to John Paul on the line very soon um, we've got a good teaser coming up for you I'll give you a flavour You're going to need to think Rangers in Europe That's the that's the flavour of this teaser I'll get the question up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's time for these two to team up They're an unlikely duo They sometimes make a good team uh, but they've got no choice They're going to have to work together Lord and Hardy That's what we are On this full time teaser Something like <laughs> You can decide who's who I'm not getting involved in that Anyway The full time teaser works like this If you've never heard it before You actually provide the questions That's the beauty of it So it's, you're pitting your wits Your question Against the pundits To see if they can come up With the answers In the last 30 minutes Of the show So tonight Ross Graham Big thank you to Ross He's been in touch And he says this Stephen Gerrard's now managed 30 European games At Rangers can you name the starting 11 from his first? Where's Fotheringham? <laughs> Stephen Gerrard's now managed 30 European games at Rangers. Can you name the starting 11 from his first? Alan McGregor. Do you remember what fixture it would be? His first European game. That's the famous tie, isn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 sorry. This question's wrong. We've worded it wrong. We've copied it down wrong. Right, Essentially, okay. we're looking for... It's not Stephen Gerrard's first game. It's Pedro Cachinha's. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's definitely. We're going back. It's the it's the first progress game. Uh, right. So, Holt, for, for Holt Law. 
Whoa, 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 hold on. Wes Fotheringham, yes. Let's just be clear on that. Just copied it down wrong. So we're looking for. Pedro's. There's a few details missing from Ross. And it's Pedro Cachinhas. You've got Fotheringham, yes. Hol- uh, Halliday, no. Law? No. Holt? Yes. Uh, Morello? Wycord? Yes. Yeah, Waggy. That's right. Uh, Any more? Windass? Any more? No. Lee Wallace? Yes. All right, we'll leave it there. Oh, um, Ross Graham sent the question in. Got the wording slightly wrong, but that's fine. We'll forgive you, Ross. Can you name the starting 11 from Pedro Cachinha's first game in charge? So it's the first progress game at home. Yes. You've got Fotheringham, Wallace, Holt, and Waghorn so far. So we'll leave it there. Let's speak to John Paul and Falthouse. Hi, John Paul. Evening, panel. Gordon, who are you? Hi, John Paul. Um, I was just trying to come on there, there with two points actually, and um, the first point uh, it's about obviously the man on that Celtic won yesterday. You know, I, I've been on here and, and I've I've realised, like many Celtic fans have been on and enjoying the way watching Celtic after New Year break and the way they've been going about their business playing good football. You know, but yesterday I thought New England's um, interview was spawn. It could have went any way. You know, Aberdeen put up a really good fight. They they were so compact and they put balls wide and put every, every chance they got they, took, they put it in the box. You know. Uh, and right up until right up until I scored it looked like it could have went anyway, you know, uh Celtic had a couple of chances, Aberdeen will be had a couple of chances, you know, and it, it, it's it's impressive to see still after winning the tenth trophy um in October there, to see the relentlessness and the willingness to go and have the desire to go and win, you know, and that takes me on to my second point. Uh, I tried to go on last week and talk about it. Scott Brown, you know, I watch the game and I watch. I, I sometimes like to watch individuals. You know, I seen it 80 minutes yesterday. He's still going up. He's winning heavily. He's turning around. He's driving his team on. He's getting in wee arguments with the opposition. He drives that team on so much, you know. And I, I like the players on the bottom. You've got your in Charms, McGregor, um, and Lucy Christie, um, Rogic. You've got all these four players, you know. But I really, really wonder if Celtic didn't have Scott Brown in the middle of the park, really dictating, really driving his team through and driving everybody on. What it's like, you know, and I shoot me down if, I, if I'm wrong, but is it going to be harder to replace Scott Brown than it is to get 10 in a row? Because we all know that he's coming into his career, and I'd imagine if, it, if we do go on to get 9 uh, and 10, it would probably go in the, the uh, like obviously the biggest tie and go down with one of the best captains ever in the club. But how big a replacement is that going to be? Because Celtic the other day need to think about that. Hugh, I feel like you've answered this many times in the past. Yeah. So I'll just put it to Alex first yeah. on, on that regard. What do you think, Alex? Oh, listen, I think they'll be able to replace him in terms of quality, in terms of bringing a player in, but in terms of his leadership, they're like a dying breed. And he's absolutely right in terms of driving that team forward. He, he got embroiled with uh, uh, Bryson yesterday. He loves it. He actually loves that kind of physical challenge. He uh, He's quite quick to front players when he doesn't feel as if they're at it, even though they're winning all these games, Hugh. And he's a, he's a leader within the dressing room. So... If they can get another leader But in terms of bringing a player in Of quality You know in Shams Very technically very good But in terms of what he brings to the table I think that's their hardest part Gordon he, in terms of bringing that leadership That kind of desire to win He's done it time after time Where they've looked really average at times And he's dragged them over the line I'll say something to you And I'll invite The gentleman on the line just now And everyone else to respond I think he's the biggest replacement headache For Celtic Since Henrik Larson left because this guy is a born winner. This guy has uh, led Celtic from the front to 10 domestic trophies in a row, uh, to eight league titles in a row. And this guy 
and I've said this before, is the now the, the best Celtic captain is Billy McNeil, and I don't compare people to Billy McNeil lightly. This guy, I do not know how Celtic replace him. Um, and I'll repeat, the biggest replacement headache since Henrik Larsson. Surely John Paul Obviously the day is coming Because that's the way Time works Eventually he'll get too old But surely you're Feeling a bit better about it Than you, than you maybe would have been Because A couple of years ago People maybe thought That it, this day would, would come sooner But 45 appearances this season Doesn't show any sign of slowing down So maybe you won't have to deal with it In the immediate future No No definitely not You know And a couple of seasons ago When it, it did look like at one point He was really struggling a bit um, I think he, he took the Opportunity to reflect and and, um, and take his sale at the international thing and then he came back and sat out and stronger and again this season he keeps on going on to pull everybody wrong he keeps on going on looking after his sale right doing the right things and, and as you just said there, I, I totally agree with him I think it's a, a massive a massive massive uh, replacement that they need to start thinking about doing you know I, I like the Aussie John McGinn that went ahead that it could have been one that Done, but it's just it's so big. And John Paul, I'm, I'm John Paul, don't, don't, don't get me, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm absolutely loving the fact that um, he's still going, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if we can keep it going for the next two years. Great stuff. That was John Paul and Falthouse. Thank you very much. We're going to speak to Andy and the Hamilton will appeal the red card picked up by Jamie Hamilton in Saturday's game at Hearts. Um, lots of criticism about refereeing decisions over the weekend. What about that one, Alex? It comes over the top, it hits his chest, then hits his arm. So by most people's understanding of the handball rule as it as it currently stands, you're meant to get away with that, if you like, if it comes yep. off another body part first. But the, the officials at Tynecastle didn't think so. He was sent packing And more crucially for him He's only 17 And it's his third red card In yeah. 12 games I think Will he uh, get this one overturned? I would be astonished If he doesn't Gordon Purely for the point of view Under the, the law If it has a body part Then hits your arm Then it should uh, shouldn't have uh, Been a red card And I think the, the officials Have got it wrong And uh, Even when you look at the footage He chests it And he's actually looking away And it hits his left arm You know so to say that's int- and I know intent doesn't come into the, the wording of the law, uh, Gordon. So I just I just mm. can't see how this can stand. I do sometimes talk to you before we go on air, Hugh. Um, small talk in the office. Yes, you have a slightly different view on it. I think. I I, I think he meant it. Really, he's, he's not looking at it though, is he? He can see his head is is turning the other way. I, I will I will say to you in his defence, I I think the referee doesn't have a, a great view of it, uh, and therefore, how he arrives at the straight red card. Uh, I don't know, but I think he, there's a a voluntary movement of the arm to deflect the ball. See, I think it's actually the assistant that gives it. I think that's see, why. See, see when, uh, as you rightly said, because it's over his head, the referee might have been. Uh, yeah. but it's uh, the assistant, uh, is it not? Yeah, that yeah but what, what, what the point decision. is, I was going to ask you if he sees it again, Hugh, under no. the letter of law, if it hits like a thigh or a foot and then hits the arm, it should not stand. Listen, I, take, then? I, I hope he gets away with it. Uh, I, I felt for him when I saw the. How can you hope he gets away with it if you think it was well, the right decision? A, a person must stand here and give his opinion of what took place, but I really felt for him when he put his jersey over his head. This is a seventeen-year-old. I've got g- two grandchildren who are older than Jamie Hamilton, so I feel for him. He's have he's a deep, deep learning curve at the moment. Uh, three red cards in a very short space of time. 
I just happen to think And heaven knows I am frequently wrong Sometimes I you, just, got, you got a prediction right yesterday Yes, yes I believe one Celtic too But I just happen to think There's a little movement of the arm That he flex the ball his way but you think he'll get off with it, Alex? I do, yeah. Yeah, I think he will. All right, that's just one of a number of decisions we could probably debate until next Christmas, but we'll leave it there just because we're going to try and squeeze in Andy in finishing. Hi, Andy. How you doing, all guys? All right? Good, yeah. Andy. How are you? Good. Ah, not bad, no. I was trying on last week because we were talking about this, you know, this Dubai thing, this Dubai break, and it was, you know, when I was saying to the producer, when I was a young boy, I was in the army, I'd go away and leave for two weeks, but as soon as I come back after that two weeks, my mind was set. I'm back the team again, and I had to get, you know, had to had to forward running, as they say, you know what I mean? And I just don't think Rangers, whatever they're doing, are they training too hard there, or they're not doing enough? There, there seems to be something wrong, do you know what I mean? They just don't seem to be gelling again. And that was my point, you know. Well, I'm quite sure that uh, Stephen, Stephen Gerrard, Gary McAllister, the, the backroom staff at Rangers, they are vastly experienced men. Uh, there's no question in my mind that... Uh, they weren't doing enough, as you put it, when they were in Dubai. Uh, but like you and everyone else, I am mystified that, that they have returned. The game against Trinrar, which Steven Gerrard said bored him to watch his own team, you think, OK, that's that out the way. Maybe it's like starting... The cobwebs, is it? Get yeah. out of the way and go again. But but it, it didn't happen. It, it went from bad to worse. Get why it's a question, Alex. It, it has so to be, because for the second year in a row, it's come after the break. Yep. In Dubai However How do we really know If they're connected How how could you ever know If, if they're connected People can have theories But, but realistically yeah. And Hugh makes a fair point Yes Stephen Gerrard Gary McAllister The fitness staff The sports scientists They're very experienced Teams have got their What is it you football types Call it Loading yeah, Teams loading, have got yeah. their loading wrong In the past It can happen But I would imagine And maybe Stephen Gerrard would Would answer a question on it I would imagine they have Running stats and whatever To to back right, up honestly, the fact yeah. that the players aren't, you know, running any less or, or aren't any more tired than they were. Do, do you think there is a link or is it just a coincidence? I, I think it's a coincidence, Gordon. But it, the one key thing is you can say with certainty is the actual level of performance uh, coming back from that uh, break last year and this year has impacted the way they've been playing. Uh, and I think that'll be a source of frustration for Steven Gerrard never everyone connected. If it was as clear cut as we've done too much loading all there. You know, you come off the legs, you, you you modify the training and things. Um, but as I said yesterday, I thought it was I thought it was better that they created so much more chances than games that I have mm. seen. You command not a great deal, really. Uh, you know, you look at the other games, not great, but they managed to carve out a, a few good opportunities. If I've been critical, they need to have a lot more clinical. Because Andy, I'm just wondering, Rangers have now played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine games since they come back six. from wow. from Dubai. Uh, is it really Whatever you're seeing At the moment Whatever you saw yesterday Can that really still be As a result of something That happened nine games ago Well even you think so You would, wouldn't like to think so Because you think The, the background staff would be But see like I'm really I'm, I don't know if we Ryan Ken's trying too hard now Because he's one of the His ratings The last you know, Games have been really bad And I'm, I don't know if he's Trying too hard Or he's you No know, there's something and There's something not right With the wee man You know what I mean I mean, he's got. He should be one of our star players every week, and his ratings the last three or four weeks have been terrible. I know he's still a good player, but again, as it mindset, as he just can through somebody's mind that I need to do this because Rangers have paid seven million for me. Do you know, it's, I'm starting to be worried about him actually. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, uh, funny that Alex Because I had a tweet there That was about to read out From Jolly Boy John 1872 uh, Who says Rangers need to leave Kent out For a few games yep. He's not providing at the moment He's too predictable Andy saying something similar You you said he's dipped said in form yesterday. To the extent though That you take him out of the team Gordon, I said yesterday um, After the match That I felt as if It may well be a case Of taking him out For his own protection Because he's clearly Going through a, a, a dip in form His confidence Has uh, dipped as well And uh uh, he just needs a break And we will take him out Put Camberry in Put one of the other guys in It'll be interesting Because when you look at Rangers Over the course of this European campaign They've always went with flying machines Up front They dojo one time They Barker Was that over in Porto And you think to yourself Will he come out with something A wee bit different Again purely Because of the way that Braga will play They have an incredibly high line And if you can get players Breaking that line Gordon with 40 yards To bear down on I think that's something That Steven Gerrard Will most certainly look at Come Thursday it's a unique set of challenges playing in this city for one of the big two. Hugh, yeah. it's been that way yeah. for as long as you can remember. I will never really know what impact a price tag has on a player because it's not his fault. He, you know, he doesn't so. any any player, whether it be Ryan Kent or Julian or Edward or anyone, they don't ask for the price tag. I wonder how much the expectation is weighing on someone like Ryan Kent. I have my suspicions that subconsciously he's feeling the weight of the transfer fee, even though it's not his to set, but. I think it's wrong to single out Ryan Kent uh, when there are so many others who've come back from Dubai unrecognisable, to use uh, Stephen Gerrard's word. Uh, for me, the unique circumstances surround this nine in a row or not nine in a row. Celtic have that strength of will that carries them through days even when they're not doing well. But it doesn't carry Rangers through those days. And that is the problem. Thank you very much. That was Andy in Finiston on tonight's first half. First half teaser. You think it was Saturday? Get my terminology wrong. Full time teaser. Yes. If you will. Graham sent it in, and we're looking for Stephen Gerrard's now managed 30 European games at Rangers. But can you name the starting 11 from Pedro Cachinha's first game? It was a home game against Progress in Niedercorn. You've got Fotheringham, Wallace, Holt, Waghorn so far. Stefan has got I think every one of them I think Stefan has absolutely nailed them um, A few other good attempts coming in No, we're good to go now Off Tavenier. you, Tavenier. Off you go. Yes um, Clint Hill No uh, Lafferty No Penna No Herrera This is not going well Templeton Nope Black Oh no, your mail's out now uh. Oh, I think we can leave it there You're doing okay Fodringham Tavernier Wallace Holt And Waghorn You can maybe help them out On Twitter At Clyde SSB Who do you think's missing Pedro Cachinha's First European game In charge of Rangers Home to progress Niedercorn Who are the guys missing We'll find out next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader For compensation Talk to Thompson's.com on the home stretch with Hugh Evans and Alex Ray, a couple of things that they need to tick off though before we let them go. They need to answer all the questions on the full-time teaser and we're going to take some more calls as well. So tonight's question, Ross Graham sent it in and if you want to hear your question on the show in the future, we would love to have it. So send them in to um, fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Tonight says this, can you name the starting 11 from Pedro Cachinha's first European game in charge of Rangers? It was the home game Against Progress Niedercorn You've got Fotheringham Tavernier Wallace Holt 
And Waghorn A good response on Twitter Mitchell has thrown Barry Mackay Into the mix But I can tell you that's wrong What else are you thinking? Bruno Alves No um, Joey Gardner Nope Barton Nope We're struggling Ten minutes um, One of them Is still there So who might that be? Did I say Tally did not I? I hadn't said that Oh you had said it It's just not right <laughs> <laughs> um, So somebody's still there mm. Middle of the park Was there then Is still there now Jack Yeah Right yeah. Jack Five to get We'll get them soon Let's speak to Geoffrey Who's a Rangers fan From Giffnock Hi Geoffrey Hello there How are you? Not too bad How are you? What's on your mind tonight? Right Um, I had a wee bit of a concern Yesterday about the game being on Um, I would like to ask Alex What the state the pitch was After the game Um, And also Now that we're in the last 32 VR is going to be an operation Uh, My understanding is that from what I've heard today, um, the Copenhagen game is going to be one of the games uh, involved with it. <clears throat> and I would just like to know what um, the Hugh thinks of the... Well, we know what Hugh thinks of the... Uh, <laughs> but, um, what it's, the effect is going to be in the, the last 32. Yeah, good questions. Let's go first, Alex, the on, on the pitch. We had yeah. this really weird situation. I can't... Hugh, you go back Yes yeah, Do you remember the last time We had such a high profile game Called off one day And, and then replayed the next In a league game I, I can't ever remember it happening Yeah. Anyway, it, it did happen yeah. Alex What sort of state was the pitch in? Uh, I, Gordon, I tend not to go down to the pitch I just thought I, I'll take a wee Stagger down the tunnel Just to have a look I went out of the centre circle And it was a wee bit soft As you would imagine Due to the amount of rain A bit patchy on places And I don't think it cut up Eh... Uh, Greatly over the, the course of the 90 minutes The the grounds, I reckon there must have been 8-10 guys on there Directly afterwards, putting on the, the lamps You sorting out all the divots The problem is it wasn't looking great beforehand the, You know, Stephen Gerrard was the one who criticised it a couple of weeks ago Gordon, it's not ideal it's, If you try to play uh, good football on it, it's not ideal And uh, unfortunately, uh, the weather uh, between now and Thursday is going to be uh, rain as well So uh, there's a good possibility of that So I don't expect it'll be any better uh, but in saying that I haven't seen uh, Braga playing You know It might well be a case Of just rolling up the sleeves uh, Big European night Big crowd uh, And getting in amongst them Because uh, I've seen them on Saturday Braga I've seen them in the summer They're a good outfit And uh, you know They're in a very good place At the moment VAR here yeah. We don't know when If or when We'll get it domestically But we're getting it This Thursday Yeah And uh, everyone can have A trial run Because it will be uh, Used at all Matches in the the round of thirty two in the Europa League. Now, you know, it can get things right. We watched the Aston Villa Spurs game yesterday, and uh, we were all in agreement that oh, never a penalty. VAR did its job, penalty, and rightly so. So it will get things right. But I, I think that people thought of VAR as meaning infallibility. From now on, everything will be. Black or white And it, it will be 100% correct It's not yeah, Jeffrey. The, the thing is Alex Just before we, we, we speak to Jeffrey again We are very hard on, on ourselves Our game Our referees And by the way Rightly so You know If, if they make mistakes that yeah. That's fine But still Someone has to interpret VAR 
And whilst we're all determined to say that Scottish referees are the, are the worst ever One of the worst refereeing decisions that, that Rangers have had this season came in Europe When Alfredo Morelos didn't get the penalty Was that Feyenoord when the defender was all over the yes. top of him Bundled him down Fair, inex- in, yep, in, right. Inexplicably Didn't give it can't, you, know, you can't blame Scottish referees for that no. And what happens if that goes to VAR And that's interpreted to, you know, So yes it should Hopefully cut down on mistakes But there's no guarantee God, it's already been interpretation The the chap who done the, the game against Porto that night Had done the Champions League final uh, that Was last... it Porto, sorry? I thought, yes. it, was, I thought it was a final so, Sorry, uh, No, I think it was Porto, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, anyway it, it, Whatever it was He done the, the final But what I'm saying is That even these top referees Get bad decisions I, I actually quite like the fact I know VAR gets battered I like the fact that there's been Again, uh, there have been a few instances mm. where Rangers Morelos was onside one time uh, and it got chopped off. And So I, I quite like the fact it's coming in. I think it'll add a lot more to this show as well. I'm sure there'll be plenty of debates over the coming weeks. Yeah, because we're really short on debates I um, think, about uh, refereeing uh, decisions. Uh, think, Let's let Jeffrey back in, Hugh. Right. Um, Hugh, I disagree with you um, about the, the young man from Hamilton. Um, when he, If you watch it again... When he got the ball, it was coming from behind him, right? And I think the way it hit, it hit off his chest and it hit off his arm, right? How can you say that's a penalty? It was not deliberate. It was not, in my opinion, I don't think it was deliberate. He was just that unfortunate the way the ball came down to him. Um, I just, I mean, I, I mean, it frustrates me. Where was the referee? I mean, I don't think he was even near whether how you could see it. I think it was I mean, the linesman, Jeffrey. For him, it was a, I, the I, I think the linesman's the one that's looking across the line. Listen, there, so Jeffrey, can... it's all a matter of personal interpretation. Uh, as I say, I, I feel for Jamie Hamilton. He's been involved in a, a tough school for the last uh, two or three months. I just happen to think that he. Gave the ball a voluntary touch Thank in his favour. Thank you very much. That was Jeffrey in Gifnock rounding things off nicely for us tonight. You've still got loads of work to do. You need to give us many more names from Pedro Cachinha's first European lineup at Rangers Fodringham, Tavernier, Wallace, Holt, Jack, and Waghorn. Who else? Um, this could be one of the worst performances ever mm. from you two. And that is saying something. Yeah, I agree. Right, come on, defence. Let's let's think. Two centre halves. Right, none of them are there anymore, as you might um, imagine. Who, who was the one? Is Scottish though. One is not. Yeah. Um, right. We're going to need serious clues. The songs. The, the uh, tune uh, has started. Uh, McGregor. No. That got the, no, no. Ginger here. Oh, he's Germany now. Bates. David Bates. Right. Who alongside him? Ended up with a bloody nose against Motherwell in the cup semi-final. That was one of his main. Incidents here really There wasn't much else to it um, Portuguese I'm going to need to put you Your misery on these Cardoso oh. Cardoso Bates Right Jesus. Up front Alongside Waghorn Just hung up his boots recently Miller Kenny What about just behind him then Creative What a player In his day Just to the time oh, he came aye, up here The legs Nico Franchar. Ah, We're getting there <laughs> And I knew this one would be last Remember Dalcio Anyone? <laughs> no? Stop it. Serious? You started that night. Well, says it all, doesn't it? There we go. Try, <laughs> try to raise this and you're bringing it back up. Thank you, Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray. We're back from six o'clock tomorrow. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna building up to a big week in the Europa League. In the meantime, stay right there. Callum Gallagher's up next with the script. 
One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompsons.com.